Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Scoop Slam Podcast. We are back once again. Quick turnaround. We got our review for AEW Dynamite Friday Night SmackDown, just in time for Elimination Chamber. I'm Micah, your host, and as always, I am joined by Satnam Singh's biggest fan. He's trying to learn French for the Scoop Slam podcast. It's Ryan. Yo, Micah. Good to be here with you, man. We always do our best work here at 1 in the morning. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know. Bro, we'll be sending whole paragraphs to each other at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes. This is when we do our deepest like thoughts. This is when we have our deepest thoughts right here. Mainly about CM Punk. And speaking of... <laughs> I'm fixing to open up my thoughts about AEW without CM Punk. Oh, I thought we had some breaking news on Mr. Punk. Oh, I wish. I wish it was him coming back, because they desperately need him. Well, we had a little Jericho shout-out to one Field Brooks earlier this week. You never know. That's it. <laughs> Man, he had to be drinking again. There ain't no way. Is he ever not drinking? Uh, you know... Uh, His cruise was <laughs> last week, I believe. You, you really think he was? He put down the sauce at any point on that cruise? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably. Do the what's the saying? I don't even know. It's oh, one okay. in the morning. You know, and just just give me a break, man. You know what? He's starting to look like that air fryer again, too. Have you seen his gut, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember you saying that to me last week. It's coming back. He better he better slow his roll on the mimosas. He probably saw Triple H is in charge, so he figured he better start eating again because he know he has no shot of coming back under Triple H's WWE. You don't think? No. Ever? He, he could probably con Vince into writing him a check, but I doubt very, um, very much so that Triple H would want Jericho back. Well, I mean, shoot, he's got, what, like a 10-year contract with AEW or some, some preposterous-type deal. He's probably he signed until he's like 60 or something. How? How is that possible? How did he con Tony Khan into giving him that contract? Well, if you listen to Ariel Helwani... Oh, Lord. <laughs> but we'll touch on that a yeah, little later. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <clears throat> Well, we're going to go ahead and open it up uh, that way, you know, we can get the ball rolling with AEW Dynamite. This was the February 15th, 2023 edition of AEW Dynamite, and we opened the show up with a uh, memoriam to Jerry Jarrett, and his son opened the show up with the Jarrett Entourage facing Orange Cassidy and the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Um, so yeah, uh, this match, it was here. <laughs> yeah, I'll start us off. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Scoop Slam podcast, we got a new format that we're trying to, uh, install and so far so good. So we got our scoops and we got our slams. You may have listened to other podcasts that got their ups and their downs of certain things. Our scoops are our ups. There's a lot of R's. Our slams are our downs. So you get the gist. Scoops, good things. Slams, bad things. I'm going to start us off with the scoops. And I must say, Saddam Singh impressed me in this match. I know he didn't do a whole lot. <clears throat> but 
from what he was doing, it wasn't half bad. He's he's a little more mobile than I was expecting to start off with. <sighs> okay, so okay, let's let me counteract that because that is actually a slam in my book because I thought he did not look good at all. There was one spot where he. I forget who he picked up, but he tried to throw him into the corner and then, like, completely missed the corner and looked like the guy he threw, like, took a very hard bump. So, I don't know, man. Singh just did not look good, in in my opinion. His gear sucks, too. What kind of gear is that? It's a little weird. I mean, I, I won't lie, but what's I up, don't know. What's up with all, I, these, all, all these Giants gears lately? Like, back in the 90s, I know we've got our nostalgia glasses on here. But back in the 90s, I don't know, Giants kind of had better gear, in my opinion. Now you got almost dressed like he's going to the club, and you got Satnam Singh wearing a, a, a tank top and, 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 and leather pants. I don't know, man. It just didn't work for me. I mean, you didn't even mention the worst one, which is old Braun over yeah, there. Yeah, the red skinny jeans. Yeah, come on, <laughs> man. Vacuum-sealed skinny jeans. How's he... Um, How'd they put those on? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyways, um, well, Satnam's gear kind of reminds me of what almost first wore. You remember when he was teaming with AJ? They're kind of similar. Oh, Lord. Don't wish that. I'm not you. saying that it's good, but I'm just saying <laughs> the gear is similar, at least. They kind of um, wrestle, wrestle similar, too. Mm, Immobile. Uh, I give Satnam the plus on that one, personally. It's not a low. That's not a high bar to jump over there. But. It's not. It's not. Well, I'll let you go ahead with your uh, one and only scoop for this match. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, the claim they got the win, and so you you are building some momentum with them after they lost the championship last week in a very questionable decision online. Very questionable. Very questionable. We didn't get a chance to review that show, but mm, uh, rebuilding them slowly but surely for the pay-per-view. And I do think they're going to win the titles back at the pay-per-view. So it's good to build some momentum with them early on. What, early, wait a minute. Early on, the pay-per-view's in two weeks. So. <laughs> you know, get them one win before the pay-per-view, I guess. I don't know. Oh, we're fixing to touch on the fact that the pay-per-view's in two weeks and there's nothing on this show going on but yeah i mean like you said it was really questionable last week and i i don't really understand what tony's fixation with is with killing all of his people who are over unless they came from wwe but i i don't know man this match was just here like you said the acclaim picked up the win so i guess it's a good thing but why, what is this match serving? Why could the Acclaim not be a decent, well, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Jarrett and Jay Lethal like they're job guys or anything, but why you got to involve <laughs> the goofiness, I guess? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a lot of stakes to this match, but it did its purpose with getting the Acclaim some, some momentum, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll move on to the slams. Personally, the only one I had for this match was just the uh, Sanjay Dutt, Orange Cassidy comedy. I kind of hit on that in the last part. It's just needless to me. I know the acclaimed are, they're a rap group, 
And so they are a little funny here and there, but yeah. wow, why he got involved with all this foolishness? And Sanjay to me, did, it just Sanjay did something in the match. I think they were setting him up for like a. Do you remember? Um, was it Max the Caster? Me. Yeah, yeah. Max Caster had his legs spread eagle, and then I guess um, what's the other guy's name? Max Caster and. And Bowens, Bowens yeah. was going up for like that headbutt that the Dudley boys used to do. I guess I don't know, and they kind of just had him there for a while while he well, was bleeding away. I, that was kind of goofy. At first, it was going to be who was it? Was it going to be Cassidy was going to do it, and then Billy Gunn was going to do it, and then Bowens was going to do it. But he ended up holding Sanjay's feet for like five minutes. I, Sanjay yeah, didn't I try know. to break out of that either. You're just sitting there taking. No, what oh. grown man can be held down that? <laughs> just holding his legs open. <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody uh. if somebody walked in the room while I was watching that, that would take a very. I would have. I would have a hard time explaining that. I thought that's a lot of the AW product these days. A lot of wrestling. Hmm. Anyways, I'll I'll pass the uh, slam torch to you. Uh, I think I I touched on it, but in it was kind of inconsequential. Uh, it happened. Nothing else really to say. Slam for being the theme a, of the show. Yeah, very much so. It happened. And SmackDown ain't innocent either. We're gonna get to that, but nah. The uh the week had high hopes, but. I don't know. We'll see how they close it with Elimination Chamber from all the companies. But anyways, uh, following this matchup we had in the was it a Texas Death Match or no Texas Tornado, uh, we had Claudio and Moxley representing the Blackpool Combat Club versus Preston Vance and Roosh representing Los Ingobernables, if I pronounce that correctly. Um, no, that was pretty good. I try, I try, yeah. I try to be attentive for you know our listeners. Man, <laughs> um, hillbilly self just pronounced that immaculate, man. Well, you know, bilingual. <laughs> what your wife <laughs> say? <laughs> I'm a lot of bi things, but lingual is not one of them. <laughs> Wait, you mean to say that? <laughs> uh, well, anyways, uh, we. For the scoop, uh, you didn't have any, and I can't necessarily say that I blame you. But the only one that I had was that Moxley didn't blade immediately at the beginning of this match. Now, he would get there eventually, but we went through a picture in picture, and he hadn't bled yet. So, you know, pat yourself on the back, John. Well, that didn't last long. That (laughs) that didn't age well. (laughs) Well... Uh, we got the slams up next, obviously, and uh, we got we got quite a bit here. So I'll let you go ahead and you know uh, go ahead and rip this one to shreds. Uh, Tony Schiavone's commentary terrible, terrible during this match. I I made a note of it because I just I had to turn the volume down because he he adds nothing. What is he there for? Uh, nostalgia. Yeah, guys, this is a great match. Boy, I tell you, he's gonna have to get sewn up after this one. No, no, re- really? Are you sure? 
He's just bleeding from his head. Yeah, you know, just just towel him off. He'll be okay. Of course he's going to have to get stitched up, you goof. Uh, okay. Uh, slam for Shivani's commentary. And uh, can I go back to back? Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, okay. It's late Mo- night. Feeling lucky. <sighs> Moxley kicked out of a chain shot. What? Micah, I remember back in my day, a chain shot, brass knuckles, anything towards the head, that would be automatic three count. But no, we're kicking out of that in AEW. We kick out of that and we go five more minutes after that. That didn't bother you watching that? It did, but in all honesty, after about the first, like, eight minutes... I kind of just quit. I was numb to it. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, just shoot him with a bazooka next. What, what else are we going to do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even mind the hardcore wrestling and the blood and the stuff like that. Like, that's not my issue. And a lot of people get hung up on that. Oh, you don't like blood? Well, you're just a, you're, yeah, you're just, you know, a WWE shill. No, that's not what it is. I do like blood. And I think it adds to certain elements. Sure. But... Why does it have to be in every match? But I digress from that. What? Why does it have to be the second match on the card? That. Why does it have to be in a feud that doesn't matter? A match that doesn't matter. And most importantly, to touch on your chain shot part, MJF hits people with the dynamite diamond ring, and that's the finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is that not... So, a chain... Is, yep. is less than a dynamite diamond ring? I, come on now, make it make sense. What? Who are producing these things? I'm you getting have, riled up, and I'm not even at my point yet. But you remember, <laughs> I don't understand. You remember when MJF hit Regal with his knucks, and he was down for like an entire pitcher and pitcher. Like they had to stretch him out there. Didn't? Isn't that how MJF beat Moxley? Yes. Oh, chain shot or brass knucks? Nooks. Yeah, yeah, he did. Beat him. Knocked him out. Cold. So, so what's the difference between the Nooks and the chain shot? Well, um, you see, the the, the Nooks are brass, Micah, and the chain is, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Aluminum foil. Hey, and you know what? What What's up with Preston Vance, man? What the heck? What the heck is wrong? Okay, okay, okay. This is a big AEW problem. They turn Preston Vance heel. Mm-hmm. He turned on his, his brothers, the Dark Order, right? Yeah, you could call them that. Okay, they were they were together for the entire in, inception of Dynamite. They were there, so they've been together yeah. for multiple years. There was a negative one was there if I'm not mistaken, because I took a little sabbatical and I didn't really catch the weekly shows as much. But I remember seeing something about this. He turns on them. There's no follow-up. They don't ever mention it again until Preston Vance cut a 60-second promo. I don't... I think it was on Rampage, but he explained himself, and Dark Order just didn't care after that. Like... You traumatize this young child, and you just don't even care about it, and you let it go, and, and there's nothing else to say about it. Like, what, 
Well, who did that help? Why turn him if you don't have a story for him on the aftermath? You know, I really, I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't. <laughs> I think most of it happened on Rampage. But but there was no follow, like Dark Order just didn't care after that. They didn't mention it ever again. Uh, there's no explanation. I don't. Now, is Vance better out of the Dark Order? Yeah, because it's okay. a rotten gimmick in 2023. I'm sorry. I know it's not Brody Lee's fault. It's just the way it's been treated. But I do agree with you. How did he get out of this, and why is it just like, oh yeah, he's okay. He can go do his own thing. But so you he get just, you know pissed you... in Brody Lee's son's mouth. But, oh, oh well, okay. it's fine. Is that legal? <laughs> oh, well, no. But... <laughs> so you, you get the gist. You get him out of one group because he wants to stand out, and then you put him in another group so he can blend in more? What the heck was the point of that? I have no idea. And he looks him? good to me. He looks like an athlete. The only the only time I've seen him talk was that 60, 60 second promo he had with Jr. He didn't really, I mean, he didn't say anything egregious or say anything that stood out. I would like to see what he can do on the mic, but how is he going to get that chance if he has Roosh and Andrade and Jose the assistant and whoever else is in Los in L L I S. Whatever you call them, yeah. Well, and Gobernable. Yeah, yeah, them, them too. How how are you <laughs> gonna get him over if you just saddle him with the Latino jabronis, man? Come on, the LWO. He just saddled <laughs> with the LWO, man. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you can look at it like he's in a bigger spot now than he was, but how is he? Much bigger. Well, I mean, he's fighting Claudio and Moxley, but I, it's preposterous to me to, and we'll get to some of this later with the whole Dark Order and Paige and Moxley. It's crazy to me to think that Preston Vance is on these two guys' level. Roosh, maybe. Because he's got a look, and I know Vance does too, but I don't know, man. It's just. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and get to my slam. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll be doing this all night. <laughs> this is just on the TV. This is, there's no true story. You should not have to make up for the story. You should be able to watch it on the TV. The commentators should not have to mention, oh, well, guys, do you remember uh, Preston Vance? And uh, John Moxley had a match when John Moxley was attacking the Dark Order back in 2020. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, unfinished feelings here. Like, shut up! It's not, that's not relevant now. That was years ago. Give yeah. me current storylines, reasons to tune in. If, why would you watch this? This was the most skippable dynamite in the world. Nothing pulled you in to watch it. When I had to watch Dynamite this week, nothing made me want to watch it. And that's horrible. I used to 
be in anticipation every week for Dynamite, and there was nothing this week pulling me to watch it. And there hasn't been for weeks. And I'm going to go on a rant here. You know what? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> All right. People <laughs> online... <laughs> People online have been saying, oh, well, even Tony Khan himself, well, they've been having great dynamites. Uh, th this is just a one-off. You guys are always at the throat when it's just a one-off. Uh, it's just one bad show. Why are you guys so mad? They can't hit home runs every week. It's not just one bad dynamite. Dynamite has sucked. Dynamite has been awful for weeks and people just are too sugarcoating the product to realize it. And I'm a pro WWE fan. And WWE has got them up against the cage right now and they're bloodied. And I'm not saying they're not going to get a TV deal or they're going to get, you know, canceled or Tony Khan's going to have to sell his company. It's not what I'm saying. WWE is like raping them in the ratings and attention and everything. And I know it's WrestleMania season. I understand that. AEW's had an established March pay-per-view for, what, three or four years now? You know this is coming. You know it's mania season. It, I just, I, I don't understand. Why is Tony Khan's booking so uh, just thrown against the wall and see what sticks? And I seen a guy on Twitter, I wish I saved it, because this was like, one of the biggest things I have an issue with right now. If this was a bad Dynamite December 17th or November 25th, uh, even like January 7th, I know there's just random dates. This is two weeks before the pay-per-view during Mania season. And there's nothing truly going on minus like two feuds. And you know what? People say that Tony Khan doesn't put any effort into Rampage. Tony Khan doesn't put any effort into Dynamite lately. Are we, we're just booking matches at this point. There, there's no rhyme or reason. And if there is, it's some irrelevant thing. People, well, not people, because only 300,000 people watch Rampage. But there, it'd be a, a callback to Rampage or dark or something online that nobody else saw like give me an a concurrent storyline that flows week to week into the pay-per-view that way i can get excited about it don't give me matches that you're gonna announce a week out two weeks out like, we're two weeks away like you said are we really two weeks away yes we're two weeks away the pay-per-view is march 4th that is officially at the date of us recording this two weeks from now and they literally had three matches announced. And one of the matches is the tag match where they haven't announced two two tag teams in the match. Yep. So, you, what? What are they? How missing? am I supposed? What are they missing, Micah? What? Oh, well, I'll tell you who they're missing. <laughs> it's it's just that one guy. Is that going to really help the show? This show is in the doldrums right now. And I highly doubt I put my bottom dollar on Phil Brooks showing back up. This show will not do that much better. It just won't. Because the problem 
there's a common denominator in this problem, Micah. And I'm glad you asked who it was. I just read your mind. It's Tony Khan. He's the problem. No, no, uh, snow, what, what, snowman, what, snowman, <laughs> like Hawani called him earlier. He's the problem, man. Just booking it, just to be booking it. Autopilot. He's got it on universe mode, and he. You ever boot up universe mode and you just like simulate a whole year? Yeah. And you just pop back in. And there's random matches going on. And you're like, wow, what? What? Why is Jinder Mahal feuding with uh, Tazawa? Like, why is that my <laughs> WWE title program? Well, I mean, you, you turn on Dynamite. It's basically that. Yeah, I just, and I'm not even saying that Punk will fix the whole thing, but from solely a, if you follow the one person, his stories generally made sense. The Hangman Page one was the only one that was iffy to me, but now we know obviously there was some, you know, uh, I guess, uh, what do you want to say? Real, Outside interference. Yeah, real life heat there. <laughs> so, but for the most part, his stuff made sense. And we say it every week. I'm going to say it again until it happens. Until Tony Khan gets a booking committee, it's going to be like this. And people don't understand because they're like, oh my God, uh, Takeshita versus... Preston Vance, that's such a such a dream match, guys. Dream matches sell. But dream matches don't sell if they don't have a story to go with them. I don't want to see Kenny Omega versus CM Punk on a throwaway dynamite. I want to see Kenny Omega versus CM Punk at All Out. And I'll pay $50 to see it. And I'm not saying you can't book meaningful matches on dynamite... But I'm just saying, just matches for the sake of having matches doesn't work. It doesn't. And it and it doesn't work trying to build up new stars. Uh, like like you said, oh, Takeshka versus Preston Vance. These are two future megastars. Like how? Just by having matches every week? Jesus Christ, give me a promo. Why would I care about these guys? Why would they be, how are they going to be superstars if you're just having freaking matches every week? Look at old uh, Garcia and Yuta. How'd that project turn out? Yuta came out looking like he just came from the gym. Like, <laughs> and got no reaction. <laughs> I thought Takeshka was on uh, the Blackpool Combat Club side, but I guess Yuta's back now. So. Oh, well. And, you know, I'm going to close it up with this because I mentioned Garcia. And we weren't really uh, doing episodes during all this. You remember that whole like just huge story with Danielson and Jericho and Garcia for months on end? About which side he was going to go to? Yeah, I remember that. What was the point? Well... That wasted everyone's time for months. Because right now, he's worse off. He's just like every Jericho feud. He's worse <laughs> off now than he was then. And that's saying something because he really wasn't anything before. Now he's just a background character like he was earlier. What? He beat Brian Danielson, too. I know. Like, not. Brian Danielson doesn't. He doesn't just lose to any action Andretti. I, I mean, he, usually his loss, losses are 
from named people. But he lost to Garcia, and then Garcia did nothing with that momentum at all. He's just back nope. to being Jericho stooge. So, you know, I mean, this this is just where we're at. And, and, and Jake I'm not going to sit here. And Jake Hager sucks, too, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know. And he likes that hat. Oh, God. I don't know if we're going to cover that promo, but that I want to turn the show off after that promo. I, I don't know. I know we spent a long time on this, but just, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people won't believe that I like AEW more than WWE because I harp on them longer every week and I'm harsher on them, but it's because I guess it should be way better and it's not. And I hate, hate, hate to the bottom of my core, people to sit there and lie online and be like, oh, these string of dynamite to be really good, guys. No, they have sucked. Pond and, water. And we're harder on AEW because they don't have the same handcuffs as WWE has. They don't yep. have a whole entire corporate team to answer to. They're not a publicly traded company. Literally anything could happen in AEW. They don't have any sponsors that that they're gonna cost them their TV deal. No, none of that. That doesn't happen in AEW. It can be so much better. Literally anything could happen. Yep. Unless it's Jay Briscoe, and then God forbid. Yeah, can't have him. Well, we'll move on. Uh, after you know, I think I got all my rant out. It wasn't as fiery as I thought it was going to be, well, but it is one a.m. Yeah, it's late. It's late. <laughs> well, we got Wardlow next with Jr. and he had a backstage promo, kind of going over um, a little bit about him and growing up, and the reason he grew out his hair and his beard was for his dad because his dad had that kind of free spirit and long hair and he always assured him he was going to be a good wrestler all that good stuff and Samoa Joe took that from him so now he's going to take it out on Samoa Joe uh the only real scoop we kind of both collectively had this I guess uh it was a good backstory to I guess rebuild some momentum behind Wardlow he had some real inflection in his voice and he felt personal it felt like a personal address I guess yeah um I think it might be too little too late though. Is he ever going to have that? I worry. Is he ever going to have that same kind of reaction that he had when he was coming out of that MJF feud? I don't think so. I don't know, but I would really like to see him and MJF in a main event feud. Like that would to me be a good main event rehash in maybe a couple months, but I don't one. I don't know if MJF's gonna hold the title for that long. Two. I don't know where wow. Wardlow's momentum is gonna be at. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. Call me optimistic, but I think it depends when uh, Mr. Brooks comes back. I can see Eddie Kingston and him having a feud because they've been calling each other out online a lot. Mm. No, you're not the biggest Eddie I'm, Kingston guy, but mm, they could have some good um, back-and-forth stuff to say about each other on the mic. And you wouldn't know where the work began and like um, where the the real stuff ended, you know? 
yeah, I mean, I see you, but that's the same Wardlow concept. Where is he at right now? Like, on the totem pole, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Nowhere to be If he found. just gets thrust into that feud after Revolution, it's like, why? But don't you ask why when you watch Dynamite every week anyways? So, following Wardlow's promo, uh, we had Josh Woods versus Mark Briscoe. Got our scoops and our slams. I'll let you start us off with the scoop. What you got, Ryan? Uh, you know, I was kind of a little bullish on Mark Briscoe, but he does his stuff in the ring. It's kind of, his style is, it works for him. And the crowd ate it up. And I, I actually thought that his performance and Josh Woods wasn't no slouch in there either, but I thought they had the best match on Dynamite, honestly. The, mo- the best match, the, it was the match I was most entertained with. Mark's style was very good. Um, scoop for his style. Honestly, you're not wrong. It probably was the best match on Dynamite. I enjoyed it. I thought it was the best technical match, obviously, but yeah. It's one of those things you can't really explain, but like you said, it just works for him, and that's what's great about it. And so, I mean, yeah, big scoop. I'm glad Mark's on the show. He definitely deserves it. Um, I would like to see him close to a title picture, whether that be Ring of Honor or even TNT or something like that in the future. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said what now? I said I'd like to see him in the title picture. Like maybe Ring Ooh. of Honor, Mark. Who? World title man. No, 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 I no, like... no! I didn't say world title. I just I said like Ring of Honor or like TNT title. The Ring of Honor title is the is the world title. I could see that. Really? I mean, he's, he's is he he's... worse than Claudio by Country Mile? In ring, yes. I don't I don't think the gap is that large. Claudio's one of the best in the world in ring, man. You know, Ring of Honor is usually a championship title where you're the best of the of the best at your craft. I don't know if Mark exactly fits that bill, you know? When I think of Ring of Honor Ring of Honor champion, I think of Brian Danielson, you know, uh, Samoa Joe uh, Kevin, Kevin Steen, Punk, Tyler Black, you know, yeah, I think of guys like that, you know, great in-ring guys, I don't think Mark exactly fits that bill, I can see him being a TV champion, you know, oh, well. he could be, he could, he could be the Santino, he can't be the Rock, you know, well, I, I, AEW Championship, no. I think Ring of Honor is passable because it's not... Dang. I mean, it is a world title, but it's not like... Dang, just bury Ring of Honor, why don't you? Uh, oh, well, I mean, did I did I dig it up from where Tony buried it first, or... Oh, wow. Well, you I, just... I, come <laughs> you on, now. all over TK this week. Jesus Christ, man. Well... It just, it just has to be like that sometimes. Well, anyways, my scoop. Fun little matchup. Mark had the people behind him. The people love Mark, obviously. I mean, that's 
it's due to the circumstances, but Mark plays into it too. And I think yeah. Mark is going to be a good acquisition. I'm glad that they're finally on dynamite and you caught it. I didn't, but you got a scoop slam alert. Yes, I do. I saw it during picture in picture. Cause I was watching the international broadcast and we got to see a scoop slam on the international broadcast. I don't know if you guys at home, saw that like I did, but um, Josh Wood threw out a scoop slam, and that always gets a scoop when we see one. Yes, sir. And you know what? Mark makes some pretty hilarious noises in the ring, too. <laughs> I can't describe it, but it I, I don't know. <laughs> they The first time I ever heard of the Briscoes, and they characterized uh, his style as, what was it, like, country kung fu or something like that i was yeah. like oh that's kind of uh, but like that's when you corny yeah but when you see it in action <laughs> i don't know it it works and i mean i'm all for it he kind of reminds me of like um you ever go to like a, a gas station micah on like a country gas station and you see like a bum outside like smoking cigarette butts and he might tell you a joke while you walk in the store yeah. Yeah, it just reminds me of that that guy, you know. But see, that's why I think I don't know. I like him. I yeah. Like him. It's one of those things when you live your gimmick, you know, they always say you got to be you and just turn it up to 110, and I think that is very true with Mark Briscoe. So, you know, I like and him. And I commend I commend him for, for for keeping it together. And man man lost his brother literally a month ago. Yeah. You ain't kidding. Yeah. He's a strong dude, and I legit, other than the uh, viewing, or not the viewing, but the uh, service they had, which I didn't watch all of it, but I seen some clips. He, I haven't even seen him, you know, get horribly torn Emotional. up about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did have one slam for this one, but obviously not against Mark, but I'll let you go ahead with it. Oh, just something bothered me watching the match, and... I thought this before, but why does everybody have to be in a freaking group? Jesus. Can somebody be on their own? It's part of TK's booking. I think it was, it used to be worse to me. I don't think it's as bad now. Feels like everybody's part of the group and then everybody's having to run in and everybody's getting beaten up in the back by that group. And then another group gets jumped. It feels like every other match. Back to back. And then you got the crowd just, the crowd expects to run in at this point. Yeah. I mean, like it, they're all, they're, they're always looking at the back state, at, at the entrance, waiting on somebody else to run in. Well, when it always happens, it loses its luster. Why would you not be expecting it? You know what I mean? It happens every week. Yeah. It happens every I'm match. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Slam. Big slam. I agree. But, I mean, in all honesty, I think you might have paid more attention to this than I did. Just the entire show. A lot of it, I mean, it was just on. Hey. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, just, you know, kill the product. I don't know. I had a headache while I was watching this, and this didn't help. And I don't just... Nothing. I didn't care. I don't care about any of this. I really didn't, other than MJF. Yeah, that's um, 
Yeah. <laughs> that's not a that's not a hot statement. Um let's see. After this we had the Adam Cole sit down where he did his best Tony Khan impression of saying a lot of words and them not meaning anything. <laughs> Bro, did they really have no plan when they brought him back? I don't I don't know. I heard not rumors per se, but I guess talks online that it would be a good pairing because him and the kingdom used to be a tag team or not a tag team, but a group faction, whatever. But I don't know. Give me something to like look forward to. You know, he's going to be at revolution apparently, but what are we going to see at revolution? Who cares? Hey bro. I'm his hairline is starting to fade a little bit. You noticed that? I mean, I, man's for, man, I didn't. Man's, but... forehead. <laughs> man's forehead is massive, and it's coming from a guy that has a big forehead, bro. Well, oh, Jesus. if we had a sponsor, this would be a perfect pan, but sadly, we don't have any uh, hair-keeping sponsors. Was it Keeps? We don't have <laughs> Keeps. <laughs> we could have, like, a AMC sponsor. You could screen a movie on Adam Cole's forehead. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it was that bad. Oh, I didn't notice it that much, but I mean, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, look for it next time. You can't miss it. Just like his, uh, uh, every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I like Adam Cole. Well, after this, we had the thing that, you know, the only reason anybody would watch this show, or the only reason I wanted to watch it. Old Maxwell Jacob Friedman was contractually obligated to be there. He was cooking folks during the uh, commercial break. Did you see that? I saw it. I, I was watching the the international broadcast. I can't really quote it, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can find well, it. I could. Yeah, I could if you let me. No, oh, well, <laughs> we'll refrain <laughs> for the audience, but uh, it, it's it's not PG, so if that's for you Ooh. and your taste, go look it up. But it was it was pretty funny. Uh, not I, for the weak, at, not, not for the weak at heart though. No, no. Um, I will go ahead and start us off, and I'm horribly sorry if I continue with the ums and the well next and this that and the other. But it's getting pretty late, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm just trying to have this episode out. Uh, the crowd was really hot for this segment, as they always are for the MJF stuff, even though. The crowd kind of sucked all night other than that. But the people care about MJF, and it shows here, and it shows in the viewership. So there's that. And oh, then, whoa. The viewership. The viewership taking a tumble as no, he became champ, buddy. I just mean his quarter hours are usually <laughs> decent. <laughs> okay. I'm just teasing, man. I like MJF. You calling him a Shawn Michaels champ. Well, if the shoe fits. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna pull your uh, your trick out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with two of them real quick. I had another scoop, and it was the Christopher Daniels inclusion here. He came out here and talked for a minute, and the end of it kind of got predictable. But I think it was random, and it added another element to this when it's kind of getting a little stale to me but that's just my personal opinion it was it was random i'm not gonna lie but i thought it was okay 
See, I'm going to counteract you because I did not think this this was good. The Danielson, not Danielson, Christopher Daniels' involvement. He just comes out, sucks off Brian Danielson, gives us a history lesson right there in the middle of the ring. And then, bro, this was – it seemed like William Regal stuff, that was all the great stuff in this feud. And now we're just – we're just doing stuff on the fly now. They blew their load in the first two weeks with William Regal. Did they not? I think you're right. I, I, oh, Chris, I don't have a counter-argument. Christopher Daniels came out and talked about IWA Mid-South King of the Indies tournament from 2000. Who cares? Who cares? Why do we... What does that have to do with anything? Oh, well... Oh, he won a tournament... He won a tournament 22 years ago. He's going to beat you in two weeks, MJF. What? What? Why, why do I care about that? Why not talk about the stuff he actually did that mattered, like at WrestleMania when he beat Evolution in one night or just him beating John Cena? I don't know, man. It just seems like pulling out ridiculous stuff from 2001 to build him up as a credible challenger to MJF didn't really make sense to me. I don't know. Okay. I see your point, and I do think bringing up that stuff was dumb. But you got to admit, you also wouldn't have liked if they mentioned WWE. Well, you didn't have to say WWE. You could have just said, shoot names, brother. I don't know. <laughs> I, well... I guess is that really his biggest accomplishment? Is that 2001 independent no. tournament that nobody saw? I mean, I guess you could easily say he's been to the biggest stage and conquered the biggest mountains and yeah. been to the top. Yeah. yeah. And you're just a small you're just a small hill in his uh landscape. Look at me. I should, yeah. You know what? Put me on the booking committee. Hey, I would have beat up Christopher Daniels too if he started talking that guy. <laughs> to me. Oh, I'm serious. I'm serious, man. MJF had all the right in the world to lay him out. Uh, Should have did more. Should have left him in a bloody Brian, cult. <laughs> you know what? Brian Danielson's a bad friend, <laughs> bro. He sent him out there to get beat up. Should have came out with him if he was right there near the stage. Isn't that what they all do? They all wait for something to happen and. Oh, I gotta come down and storm down. I mean, what didn't that happen to Dakesha the other the other week or something? Whoa, 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 whoa! They don't just storm down there. You gotta hit my music first, and then we storm down. There. <laughs> hit my music! Hit my music! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This feud is—it's here. Awesome. The whole thing. It's the whole show's here. It's on. It's on from seven to nine. That's all that matters. It's lost me, man. This is the fourth time they've done the gauntlet stuff with MJF. They did it with Cody. They did it with Jericho. They did it with Wardlow. Now they're doing it with Bryant. Did it with Punk, Not too, didn't they? To say. Oh, yeah, Punk. Yeah. Did it Punk. So, uh, hmm. yeah. Raw rolls on. <laughs> Following this, we had uh, lots of cages. Christian Cage. Oh. Piss. That I blew the whole I blew the whole gimmick. Alright. Oh Lord. <laughs> Brian Cage versus Jack Perry. I almost said Christian Cage. It is late. <laughs> versus Jack Perry. <laughs> Jungle Boy. Uh 
you know, I didn't really write anything down because I didn't care because we saw this two weeks ago and Brian Cage is... I didn't watch it. Eh. And Jungle Boy is... Eh. <laughs> you said you didn't watch it? Yeah, I didn't catch this one. Did you at least see the ending? Oh, well, most definitely. I had to back up so I could see that. Yeah, I'll let you cover it. I know you're big, uh, big Christian fanboy. You're a big Peep Show mm-hmm. member. I am a proud Peep. Kristen is and always will be the better member out of both Edge and Christian. It's always been Kristen. He's always been the best member, but I digress. Uh, he came back, sling, beat up Jack Perry. For what, you know what? Jack Perry's a coward for trying to beat up Kristen when he had an arm sling in. You, you saw that? Yeah, I agree. You know what? Yeah, you deserve that. You deserve that beat down. You deserve like, to get maced. It's an injured man. An injured, yeah, almost elderly citizen. He's a cripple, and he's just trying to beat him up. How dare you? So you know what? Christian's back to save this show, and I'm all for it. Put, put every title on Christian. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Other than the MJF stuff, I like visibly was like, oh, shoot, Christian's back. Thank God <laughs> there's something <laughs> to look forward to. Cause I don't, I mean, I like Christian and the stuff he was doing before was really good. So, I mean, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, um, I like, yeah, I like Christian too. Next up we had the, uh, Mona Lisa. Oh, oh well, Lord. no, never mind. <laughs> never mind. That was he, last he... week. <laughs> no, he did it this week too. <laughs> he did. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I don't even remember what he said. Oh, he said, uh, this was later in the show, but they were talking about some <laughs> party that Stokely couldn't go to because Stokely was kayfabe hurt from Hook or something. And he said, yeah, and, uh, or Paige, Ethan Page was like, yeah, and Isaiah had all the girls with him. He was like, yeah, and you know, I had to make him go, uh, <laughs> it's what's this gimmick what is this where did this start i know it popped you and as soon as he did that i was like oh man i know mike is having a field day with this i'm not gonna lie it made me laugh it's a good chuckle there's did i say this on the last episode or was this just me and you talking one of the other okay i'll explain it again the there's a circle of wrestling where there's good things and there's bad things and eventually you go so far past the bad that it gets too good because it's so bad and that's just where the Isaiah Cassidy thing lies with me. I'm still at bad. <laughs> but if, it, if you like it, that's all that matters. I mean, I'm not going to say I like it, but I mean... <laughs> no, no, you stand with what you said. <laughs> when it comes on my screen, I at least am like, hmm... You turn the volume up. <laughs> I try to predict when it comes up. I'm going to buy you that shirt. No, no I can't <laughs> wear that in public. <laughs> well, the Elite were backstage, and they got challenged by Top Flight, so they could have a rematch on Rampage that I wasn't watching. And I seen a clip of later, and they were doing some uh, hoopla with a basketball, and yeah. Does it seem like they exist in like a whole different universe than everybody else on the show? Absolutely. The trios stuff is just, I don't know. It's bad. And it shouldn't have been done in the first place. It's weakened the tag division so much. 
And you remember Cody had that same problem when he was in AEW. Yep. Well, if you read the dirt sheets, it might be headed where Cody is. You know, I wouldn't mind if Omega could do some business, but I don't know about the Young Bucks. Old Generation Me. Generation Get Out of Here. <laughs> generation, I got to get up to go pee when they're on the TV. All right, that was a stretch. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Move on. <laughs> Raw rolls on. Oh, all right. So after this, we had we got Guy Liner versus Fake Cowboy. Yeah, Guy Liner versus Fake Cowboy. Um, oh, or as Mox put it, the emo cowboy. emo cowboy. That's his nickname now. Yeah, that was honestly one of my scoops here, and my only scoop because that was just funny oh, yeah. to me that Moxley called it's him Guy emo Liner? cowboy. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits, if the cowboy boot fits, bro, they made this man wear a box on his head for two years, and then they bring him back to do this. Just send him out the door. Uh, yeah, him and Baron Corbin both. I'll pack their bags personally and drive <laughs> them to the airport. Uh, well, I think you have one scoop here, so I let you. Go, because after this, I saw slams. You know, Mox is pretty over. Um, he got one of the biggest reactions, babyface reactions from the crowd, even up against Hangman. I know we're not the biggest Hangman fans, but he is over to that audience. But he, it didn't seem like it when he was in the ring with Mox, because uh, the crowd was 100% pro-Mox, you know? Yeah. And I think the disparity between the groups kind of hurt Hangman too. He just, I, I, I've never got the hype. I was okay Whoa. with it at Full Gear 21, but, okay. or was that 21? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. after yeah. that, I think the World Championship reign exposed him to me. Punk did. Well, you, know, you ain't kidding. <laughs> I mean, he, he just can't cut a promo, and it shows here, and it shows every week, and he can do, you know, the flippy elite hoo ha. But other than that, uh, you know what? What really is there? And it kind of hurt him when Punk kind of buried him on that um that all out scrum. You know, well, good. Shouldn't be it empty headed. <laughs> Dang. I'll let Phil finish the rest. Tell us how you really feel, man. Oh, I'll tell you how I really feel. I already have this week. It's just, it's it's late, and the, the true feelings are coming out. Get Hangman off yeah. my screen. I'm, matter of fact, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Somebody on Twitter the other day put that Hangman Adam Page was the greatest character in wrestling history. That had to be satire. I had to pause and reflect. Bro, there ain't no way. Did he start watching wrestling in 2021? I, I, I guess. <laughs> Even then, did he only watch AEW? Did he only watch Hangman's segments? And nobody else's? Even then, even then I wouldn't say he was the greatest character in the in the history of pro wrestling. 
Like the hundred and fifty year history of professional wrestling? That's what he said. People I and ain't no way he meant that. People identify with hangman and I don't understand it because they're like oh well he's like me <laughs> and I, I wouldn't claim that I wouldn't claim that <laughs> Batman couldn't get that information out of me no I I don't know maybe I'm just different well he's he's depressed Micah and the meds aren't working and he hits himself. He's just like them. <laughs> I'll leave it at that for somebody clips this on Twitter. <laughs> Hangman don't do it for me. Um, Moving to the pretty much bulk of this segment, the slams. Ooh, you got a lot here, don't you? Uh, oh, We're about tip for tap. So, this was uh, pretty, you know, I'm not going to harp on this one. This was on the TV it was here at some point between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night. That's all I got to say for that one. I'll go ahead and hit yeah. you with the uh, double stack like it's Wendy's with my other slam. You could have heard a mouse piss on a cotton ball when the Dark Order's music hit. I don't think people knew who they were. The fact that they got brought out there is a huge huge slam it made me lose interest almost immediately when i saw those jabronis running out and helping adam page and then they just kind of jabroned adam adam page by telling him to shut up and then uh evil uno starts giving moxley the business on the microphone like come on bro you should Eat this guy for lunch. Get him out of here. Throw him out. They're jobbers. They've been presented as jobbers. But now all of a sudden, they're presented as equals to the combat club. And one more. One more slam. I'll hit you with the, what you call it, the double stack? The double stack. Hit you with like the double Wendy's. stack. Yeah. Du- double slam here. What's the point of the combat club anymore? Why are they, why are they still a thing? I don't There's know. There's no William Regal. There's no William Regal. They don't help Brian Danielson. What? What are they? What are they here for? Uh, cause everybody's they tra- got to be gang affiliated. It's gang warfare, like we're 1997 WWF, man. Jesus Christ! Get the Combat Club. Break them up. Break. Send Yuta to ROH. Send Claudio to the nightmare factory to train the next generation and get Moxley doing something else. I'm done with it. From the jump, the Blackpool combat club had potential, but the only thing that I was ever interested in with it was if Danielson and Moxley were going to do like this two man power trip type thing. And that I might've been okay with. Kind of like what Sheamus and Drew are doing on SmackDown, you know? Yeah. Two main event guys that are obviously main eventers killing it in the tag division. And, you know, Moxley was world champion at the time. That was around the time that Swerve and Keith Lee were champs. And I'm not saying that they were bad champs. So I'm saying it was a weird transition type period for the tag titles because that was the Bucks had it for two weeks and then. Uh, didn't somebody else have it before Keith Lee and Swerve? Anyways, 
they could have had like Moxley be world champ and tag champ and Danielson be a tag champ. And I think it could have worked like that. But where we're at now, especially with no Regal, Yuta, eh, who cares? He's a dead dog. Claudio is okay, but he's just, he's got that stink on him. Moxley. Yeah, well, you said it, not me. I like Claudio, though. Moxley has been on the TV every week over, not over pushed because he's a star, but just too much, too much of a good, uh, well, I wouldn't say too much of a good thing. Too much blood. Well, I, I guess that's there. Too much of an okay thing is still too much. And Danielson's best friend is Takeshita, and the rest of them don't even care about him anymore. So, I don't know. Like you said, the whole thing's garbage. The Dark Order, Evil Uno, doesn't sound serious. He doesn't look serious. I can't take him serious with that mask. Uh, it's he a job. He pushes Adam Page to the side and starts cutting a promo on Moxley. Jesus. He's not the biggest jobber in the world. I do expect Moxley to like genuinely take this guy serious, because I wouldn't. No. I only think he looked at him throughout the whole segment. Why would he? I don't know. I wouldn't have done business. I would have said, that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> the old Hogan clause. Yeah, I would have had full creative control at that point. It just it don't work for me. Just like everything else on the show this past week and all these feuds it ain't working for me brother nope bad feud after bad feud we're gonna continue we'll touch on it we touched on it a little earlier with the JS segment you know we're not even gonna harp back on it again cringe segment cringe no. feud not making anybody better the Chris Jericho 101 and forget your hat Jake Hager well We've reached the end. I wish. We had one thing left. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm in the main oh, event. Oh, Lord. You know, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way because you're fixing to cook me for it. Uh, yep. I got a scoop. And while I thought some of the spots were a little too contrived and they try to do a little too much sometimes... Thought the match was solid up until the shenanigans. And personally, I like this main event better than the main event of Monday Night Raw. Okay. Glad you liked it. And that's the I only didn't. scoops. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, because I did not like this match. I'm going to start us off with the slams, man. Is that okay? Yeah, you go, you go right ahead. Okay, so you got Paige and Tony Storm, or Paige, Soraya, Soraya, Soraya. She came out with Tony Storm, and then there's this fan in the crowd. They see a fan with a generic sign, I guess, and they pull this poor old fan over the barricade and start beating her up. Security didn't do anything about that. Are we really supposed to believe that they can just go around and beat up fans now? Well, you know that graphic they put up a couple weeks ago that was like, if well, you geez, sit ringside, <laughs> you're liable to be hit with things. 
expected to be delivered a beatdown from Soraya and Tony Storm? Where do I sign? But, <laughs> no, no, let me stop. Let me stop. But yeah, man, what, what, what is, what was that? Yeah, I mean, where's the lawsuit? And would somebody not sue in that situation? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little too deep into it, but. 300 people yeah, called the Nassau Police Department. You couldn't make a kayfabe lawsuit? Maybe I was nitpicking, man, but the spray paint stuff is lame, terrible. So there is one point near the ending sequence of the match where Tony Storm presents her backside. To Derriere, <laughs> if I may. And I'm not... Yeah, and I'm not... Not pulling your leg here. This happened on the show. If you didn't watch the show, ladies and gentlemen, this is worth seeking out. She bends down, presents her backside to Soraya, and Soraya spray paints an L, or so she thought she was going to spray paint an L onto Tony Storm, and then she was going to do a running hip attack to Britt Baker in the corner. Now, the only problem is... There was no L. They didn't do it right. And who who in who who greenlit this segment? Who greenlit that spray paint stuff? Uh I would imagine one uh Tyson whatever his oh, last man. name is. <laughs> you think he was involved in this? Well he books the women, don't he? If he does, he needs to be fired right now. Because that was lame. The whole spray paint stuff is stupid. I don't like Paige. Tony Storm is boring. Britt Baker is abysmal in the ring. Was anybody else in this match? I don't know. Was this oh, Ruby Soho? She looks weird. And I don't like <laughs> I don't like how they use her. <laughs> Am I telling lies, Micah? <laughs> well, I mean... Tell me what I'm telling lies. <laughs> the whole ending stuff where she um, is being pulled in two different directions and she doesn't know what to do. Ruby Soho yells at, what was it, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter and it just looked hokey, stupid. I wanted to turn the show off. I only saw one, I've only watched one women's wrestling match this week and I hate that I picked this one as the one I watched. Well, you watched the main event of Raw too, didn't you? Yeah, it I guess, yeah, okay, okay. Well, still, I thought both sucked, but this sucked even more somehow. I don't know. Tony Storm was okay to me before. Britt, I wouldn't say he is a bitch in the ring. She she sucks. She's not. She's not like bro, Jade level, though. Bro, her strong suit is on the mic, and she's not even that good at that. Like, come on now. Let's be real. She sucks. Tony Storm was never good. She was only good when she had a little cake in NXT. That's the only, that's the only time she was good. And that's a shoot, brother. <laughs> um, I mean, Ruby Soho's okay. I won't bury, like, all their women wrestlers, but the, the, the my main issue with this whole feud is honestly the stupid little spray paint because it's the same way that, I don't know, I guess it'd be like if, shoot, 
if, if Jack Perry came out next week and he was talking like this and yeah, well, that wouldn't work because it's synonymous with Stone Cold. The spray paint is synonymous with the NWO and you're not going to get past that. And it's already kind of the outsiders versus the insiders gimmick. So now but, it's just like straight ripping the whole thing. But why would Soraya? So her whole thing is she is a WWE import and she's better than the AEW women's division. Is that her whole gimmick now? Because her night one, night one, Micah, she said, oh, it's good to be with a boss that'll actually listen to me. But now all of a sudden she's pro WWE. That makes no – and Tony Storm's been here six months before uh, Soraya got here. Why does she not have a problem with the AEW women's division until Soraya got with her? That made no, that made no sense. Well, she, uh, she enlightened her. Maybe, maybe Punk well, enlightened her. You know what? I would, I would have been more enlightened by not watching the show. <laughs> Oh well, it was terrible, terrible show, terrible main event. Slam this whole show, Mike. Slam it into the garbage. Straight Medusa WCW Nitro style. I'll I'll tell you when you're telling lies. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, being a realist is my second occupation, man. I speak nothing but the truth. That's my second language. Let's go ahead and yeah, let's tie let's tie a knot on this one then. I mean like the knot you tie on the trash bag. What you giving this one for a rating? Well, we tying tying it uh tying the trash bag, throwing into into the river. I'm giving this a dud. No rating, just a no dud. No rating, just dud. 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 I want my I want my two hours back of my life. When I'm on my deathbed <laughs> and I reminisce about all the time I wish I had back. I'm going to think about this dynamite as two key hours that I just wasted away. I wish you could put the men in black flash thing in front of my face, Micah, and just make me forget about that show. Well, what what would, what would you give it, Micah? Uh, well, you know, someone out there distantly is asking me if I agree with your rating. And in the words of the illustrious yet somehow missing L.A. Knight, I'm going to say, yeah. Speaking of, let's go to SmackDown, because it don't get a whole lot better on Friday night. This was a missable show, too. Yep. Missable match to open it up. Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda and Shayna. You got any comments? Not one bit. All right. Well, following that, <laughs> Shotzi did some cool stuff, I guess. There's a cool suicide dive, and yeah. They chanted, you can't wrestle there at Ronda. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Tell, tell them when they're telling lies. Well. Following. This was a hot crowd. This, this was a hot crowd. Yeah. It sucks they got a bad card to, you know, amp them up for Elimination Chamber, but. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. I think it'll be a good show. We had Hit Row and Bray. Well, uh, man, I'm just giving away all the secrets tonight. <laughs> we had Hit Row in the ring. Definitely no Bray Wyatt appearance making, you know, 
God, I'm tripping up on my words. It's 2 a.m. We're going strong. Anyways, let's play a little game, Ryan. You ready? Uh Sure. Who got a bigger reaction this week? Okay. Hit row or the Dark Order? Hmm. Gun to my head. And I got to choose. I want you to just pull the trigger. (laughs) I guess the Dark Order, man. I'll let you go ahead with your scoops. Because Hero did a a horrible rap. And then your boy Bray Wyatt interrupted. And him and Uncle Howdy were on opposite sides of the ring. And then they beat up Hero and Bray cut a promo. So I'll let you go ahead and start us off. I only got one scoop. That's Bray came out. Big reaction. Uh, looked like he did the crowd a favor because they chanted thank you after he beat up Hit Row. And just to get my slam out of the way for this segment, man, I kind of wanted to hear the whole rap. Oh, man. <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear it, man. I was, um, you ever see a car wreck, Micah? And you want to see, like, the aftermath. You kind of, like, rubberneck. Trying yeah. to see what else is happening. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen with this. I, I it wasn't that bad. I almost couldn't even hear what he was saying. I had feedback issues on the Hulu stream. I don't know why. But I did hear... Or, good Lord. I did hear Brett screwed Brett. So, that kind of cracked me up. But, uh... He did, though. I don't know, man. Hero is uh, they're as good as done in my book. But I did have one scoop. Uh, Bray's promo was short and sweet, and it left you wanting more. It's kind of interesting. Now, I know you went a different way, and you're going to kind of counteract my scoop right there, so I'll let you in just a second. But he called out Bobby and Brock, and while that's definitely different, I thought it was pretty interesting, I guess. Does it seem like they're going in a different direction now? Because, um, you know, a lot of the Uncle Howdy stuff is getting a lot of bad feedback online. Does it seem like they're pivoting and going in a different direction for WrestleMania? Because it seemed like they were going with Bray versus Howdy for WrestleMania. But now now it looks like they're going with Bobby or Brock. I think so. And, excuse me, um, it's, I think that this is going to pay off in the long run. Because to me, I'm more interested in seeing Bray versus Bobby or Bray versus Brock um, to, compared to Bray versus Uncle Howdy. However, I think that this is implying that we're definitely going to get a finale finish to Brock versus uh, Bobby to not... So it's not going to lead to WrestleMania. And you know what? It is very... I don't think we've ever seen Bray versus Brock or Bray versus Bobby, for that matter. So that would be something... That's something WrestleMania-worthy. I would much rather see Bray versus Brock just to have Bray beat Brock. 
than have Bray beat Bobby. Because I, me, I really want the Hurt Business to reunite, and I don't want the Hurt Business to take a L on the biggest stage of the mall after they just reunite. You know? Yeah, I, I think I pretty much agree with all that. I I seen something online that they may be pulling Carmelo up to join the Hurt Business, and I wouldn't hate that either. Bro, I thought you said Carmella for a Oh, God, <laughs> no. Say, wait a minute, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, I mean, I don't know. I think Triple H doesn't want Hit Row there anymore, and Bray Wyatt, I guess, made this interesting, but SmackDown rolls on. <laughs> yeah. After this, we had Ariel Helwani in the midst of the crowd and i wouldn't have even mentioned this because i mean he just kind of was like oh yeah i'm here in montreal and i'm glad to be in montreal but i need to talk about this because tony khan tweeted about this and out of nowhere too yeah it was very weird (laughs) um Oh, speaking of, they just announced a match. Cassidy versus Yuta for the All-Atlantic Championship on Dynamite. Can't wait Cassidy for that one. Cassidy versus Yuta. Boy, that one's going to fill up the seats. Isaiah Cassidy? <laughs> no, Orange Cassidy. I was about to say, why is he, why is he facing Yuta? Why is I Orange Cassidy facing Yuta? Well... <sighs> Anyways, um, Tony Khan tweeted, You're a fraud at Ariel Helwani. <laughs> You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. Dang. Why? Why's <laughs> he got a very Tony in that tweet? You just made your own business look bad. So Ariel, after the show goes off, tweets back at him. Says, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't can't wait for our next chat. In parentheses, also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. And mm. snowman is slang for coke addict. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. If the giant red boot fits, Mr. Helwani. Then curb stomp him with it. <laughs> uh, and then Tony just replied with good luck with the unbiased journalism. What the crap? Was he was he high when he, when he tweeted this? Somebody take his phone away. <laughs> Somebody take his Twitter away. Lock him out. I just... What's the cause for this? I'm so confused. Bro, he's just so unlikable. This is why I don't like Tony God. Because of stuff like this. Like, if he just... If he was just quiet like he was the first year AEW was in existence and let... He just let... You remember Cody was, like, the spokesperson for AEW? I thought Tony Khan was a lot more likable back then when Cody was the spokesperson. I mean, you're not wrong. I wasn't personally watching them, but I just don't think it's professional look. No. It's just weird, and some people like it, and I mean, it's funny, 
But when you really look at it from like a business standpoint, it's not a good idea. And you and people want these jabronis to buy WWE. Get out of here. Tony's running the circus over there, man. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> had to be said. After the whole Helwani incident, we had Sheamus and Drew versus the Viking Raiders. Um, this was actually a pretty solid match. Sheamus and Drew picked up the win here, which I was kind of surprised to see. We both had a couple scoops. I'll let you get yours out of the way because you had a couple more than me. Um, yeah, I thought, um, I thought the crowd was really invested in this match. They were making a lot of noise. They were counting along to Sheamus' little signature spot where he does those 10 punches in the, on the apron. What are those called? 10 beats of the, of the what? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but your guess is as good as mine on the name. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I never know what it was called, man. I've been watching Sheamus for 12 years now but uh, yeah uh, that's a scoop in my opinion the crowd was really invested it made the match a lot better when the crowd's making all that noise and I'll hit you with um, a couple more the Green Bay plunge from the second rope Sheamus delivers a Green Bay plunge and if you don't know what a Green Bay plunge is ladies and gentlemen it's Mr. Kennedy's old finisher he would um, grab his opponent in a fireman's carry type maneuver, and he would uh, go to the second rope and do a flipping uh, maneuver onto them. And Sheamus delivered this to a big boy in Ivar, and that was really, really impressive. Got the crowd hyped up. Um, but I thought this was the best match on SmackDown. So I got those are my three scoops for the match. What you got? Yeah, I agree with all of them. The Green Bay plunge looked really nice. Um, and the crowd was just really hot because, I mean, it's it's Canada. They're always super hot for wrestling, just like when they go to the UK. Uh, Drew looked really good to me here, and yeah, that was one of my scoops. I really, really want the world titles to be split up and for him to get a proper reign since he kind of got, you know, jabroned by COVID like the rest of us. Uh, so I hope, you know, he gets that rain eventually. He had a really cool dive, which is insane to see from a guy that large. Pause. But, you know, um, <laughs> Drew was really good in this match. The whole match, like you said, was match of the night, I think. Yeah, they all worked hard. I can't really knock them for that. Yeah. This match fits anywhere. And if it had been on Dynamite, you know, everybody would be raving about it. Yeah. And it and they did pay this mini feud off with with this match, so yeah, there, can't really fault him for that. There's actually a storyline going into this one. Believe it or not, those can be done. <laughs> what a novel concept to have. Uh, the, the only slam that either of us had was that little voice line in the Viking Raiders theme. It sounds like Rahala a little has arrived. Yeah, it sounds like a little eight-year-old girl. It's so it's like Valhalla has come. Like, man, just cut oh, that out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should cut that out. <laughs> oh, nice staying in this late. Scoop oh, slammed man. after dark. 
Oh Lord, and they they're getting a little um on the nose with their God of War references with the Viking Raiders, aren't they? Yeah, didn't one of them have like red over their eye? I thought about that. And they they call their finisher the Ragnarok. Mm. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, bro. And then uh, Eric has got the same exact face paint as as Kratos, but I, I well, I mean, I like I like I, I like them, man. I like the Viking Raiders. They're all right. I know it's not just like, oh, it's not just God of War. It's actual Norse mythology, but uh, it's kind of... But we're, we're big gamers, and, you know, we played Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, and we played God of War, so uh, maybe it's just because it's fresh in our minds. Well, after Valhalla came, Liv and Asuka followed, and mm-hmm. uh, it came, and I went because I didn't really care for this once I seen Nikki Cross come out there and do her crap with Michael Cole. So, you got anything yeah. for this one? Uh, just a slam for it being a bad build-up for the women's chamber. Yeah, I know they only had a couple weeks, but... Eh. You could have did a better job. Yeah. It's cra- you know, it's crazy that Elimination Chamber is the name of the pay-per-view, and I could not care less about both the chamber matches. Uh, yeah. Besides that, I mean, the United States I know one of them's be okay. Gonna be, yeah, I know one of them's going to be a really, really good match, but going into WrestleMania, it looks like Theory is going to feud with Cena, and that really doesn't need the U.S. championship, in my opinion, so I, I couldn't care less what they do with the U.S. title going into WrestleMania. I would ask you if I, if you think he's going to drop it, but you know I'll wait. We got our predictions following SmackDown, so okay, okay, okay. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Gunther and Madcap Moss were in the ring for Intercontinental Championship match. Um, no slams from either of us for this one, so I'll go ahead and no. start us off with the scoops. Gunther had a really solid promo before this match. It was short, sweet, built a little bit of anticipation. I missed last week's SmackDown, so. Kind of caught me up to pace on what was going on. And Gunther's just solid all around. I really hope he beats Honky Tonk Man's record. Best, best guy, best wrestler in the world. I mean, if you look at it, he's being booked the best. He he very rarely has stinker of matches. So, And he had a, a pretty solid match with Madcap here. Madcap impressed me. He got new gear. I get rid of that name though, Madcap. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought he, I thought he's pretty good in the ring with Gunther. He 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 looked like he belonged in there. Yeah, the gear is good because before that he just like a generic two K wrestler. The uh, hand tape I liked, but yeah, the name even if they swap him back to like Riddick, uh, I ain't really I ain't really down for that one. It's it's, it's a name though. I mean. It's like saying Shelton Benjamin. I mean, that name isn't that great, but that kind of works for him. I mean, if it's his name, it could work. Get rid of his generic rock music number three entrance music too. What well, I don't can we Shoot, can we can we get a little more creative on that? Oh no! Oh well, now Sami Zayn got a pretty good song. Uh, yeah, that's true. They brought it back. Yeah. Speaking of, the final segment of SmackDown, Sami Zayn 
in his hometown of Montreal. And mm. he came out to his old theme song. I'll go ahead and say that because you mentioned it. That was one of my scoops. Uh, it was a great environment. They, I mean, he was over like the clouds. It's just, it was a great couple five minutes where they were giving him a standing ovation and everything. He got teary-eyed for real. So he just said a little bit about Roman. He said a little bit in uh, French. Hyped up their match. It was a little short personally, but we'll go ahead and get into it. You start us off your scoop for the final segment of SmackDown. Oh, maybe um, I got the standing O was um, it was my scoop. I think you that was your scoop too. So the standing O and the fiery promo. I got those are my two scoops for this segment. He he had a little short, sweet simple promo i would have liked to see seen roman on this show but i guess hold him off and then he'll get maximum heel heat the next day but yeah Sam, you can't really complain about this segment it, it really good probably the best segment they've had on smackdown in a while yeah i think it may have just been like a, a tad anticlimactic like you said that was my only like scoop or my only slam, and we kind of agreed on the scoops. You know, the standing O was great. Fiery promo from Sammy. A good segment all around. I do agree with you. I would have liked to seen Roman, even if they didn't have a face-off, if he just came over the Titantron even, just to, I don't know, really, I guess what, like hammer it home. Because it is the go-home show before Elimination Chamber. And I just, I felt like Raw nor SmackDown left you with that, like, dang, I've got to buy this pay-per-view this weekend, you know what I mean? Hey everybody, it's Micah here. Just wanted to let you know that we did record the Elimination Chamber predictions, but they did get cut, so if it's kind of a weird fall-off right here, just know that we had some audio issues. Anyways, I will let the pre-recorded me close you guys out for the rest of the show. Well, I'm fixing to acknowledge the back of my eyelids, ladies and gentlemen. It is 3 a.m. here, and we're still putting this show on. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We probably messed up a lot, and that's all right. But we thank you for joining us. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, at ScoopSlamPod. We're branching out. We've got a couple new things coming out. And we will be back next week with the Elimination Chamber and Raw Review Show. I am Micah. He's Ryan. Thank you for listening to us. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you enjoy the pay-per-view.